This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians. With your host, Senior Financial Advisor Rob McClelland and Mike Conan of Asante Capital Management. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing the best portfolio for retirement over the last 50 years. The GOAT. (laughs) Greatest of all time portfolio. Yep. Mike, this is a study I came across by a a service in the U.S. that I subscribe to called Horse's Mouth. And it's a service specifically for financial advisors. And they do a lot of great research on on things exactly like this. Like what what is the best portfolio for, for investors over time? So this was a study that was done from 1973 in January to the end of December 31st, 2022. So it's very current, very relevant. And what they did is they looked at the rolling returns. And so when we say rolling returns, what that means is they look at it every month. So not only do they look at the annual return, January to December 31st, but they look at January 31st to February 1st, and, 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 but the 12-month period in between. So they're always constantly rolling those returns. So you get better data. It's a good time horizon too, because we've went through massive change in interest rates from you know from the highest of all times where we're nineteen percent to the lowest of all times where we're sitting at you know 05 percent. So it has a big range of bond returns. Uh, we have real estate da- data from back in that time, so we can take a good look at the real estate market. We've been through many real estate corrections. We had a financial crisis that was, you know, the second biggest since uh, 1929. Uh, we've had a few wars uh, over that time, so it's got a lot encompassed in in that time horizon. And for most investors, it makes up, you know, who knows, depending on your age, the majority of your life. Yep. The other thing that's interesting is the start date of January 1st, 1973 was right at the beginning of a deep recession and a big pullback in the financial markets for two years. So we're not starting from a a, a bottom. We're starting from a, a peak almost, if you like. The portfolios we're looking at were rebalanced annually. So what that means is if you're in a 50 percent stock portfolio, 50% bond to start the year. And by the end of the year, it was a 55% stock portfolio. They rebalanced back to the 50-50. So we're going to compare some different portfolios. And the first one is really simple. It's the all-cash portfolio. Mike, is this a, are you a fan of the all-cash portfolio? It's simple. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the results won't get you very far. I've talked about this before, never let your money sleep. If you've got all of your money in cash, you're truly letting your money sleep. It's better than under the pillow, but you're letting your money sleep. So let's look at how that portfolio would have done. If you had a million dollars, the average return for cash over that time period was actually pretty good. 4.49%, not dissimilar than the returns we're seeing today on cash deposits, assuming you're getting a reasonable return from wherever you've got your cash. Using a 4% annual withdrawal, this would produce roughly $51,203 off of your million dollars. So that's not bad. So your income over that time period 
would have been about 51200 And there wouldn't be a lot of fluctuation or volatility in that income. It wouldn't change dramatically because it's cash. Mike, let's switch over now to a portfolio that's half cash and half bonds. So still very conservative because it's all fixed investments, but we've added bonds in there as opposed to all cash. So you're going to increase your return a bit by adding the bonds in. The annual returns go from where were we before? We were at 4.49. You get up to 5.59% when you have half cash, half bonds. So again, an increase. Uh, but again, as we saw last year, you definitely have an increase in volatility. You know, we saw bond returns fall 10 to 15% last year, something that you don't have in cash. So I guess the question is, is that extra 1% worth of volatility? Over long term it is, but short term it can be a little bit painful. In dollar terms, you're up to $61,925. So you've increased your annual income by $10,000. So that's attractive. You've made at least a move in the right direction. What happens if we now bring stocks into the portfolio and we're going to bring in 60% in stocks, U.S. stocks over a 50-year period, and 40% in bonds? Because we've already determined that bonds are a little better than cash, so we're going to keep 40% in the bonds, but we're going to add 60% in stocks. What happens to the rate of return? We have a massive jump. Now your annual return jumps to 9.19%. Now, of course, along with that, you do have big increase in volatility now too. So the way we measure volatility is something called standard deviation, but it's at 11.73. It's a way to think of just the fluctuation that's going to happen. Your portfolio is going to have more movement in it. So you're going to get that 9.19% over a long period of time, but there's going to be fluctuation from year to year. One year might be 28%, one year might be negative 7%, and over the time frame, you'll end up with your 9.19, but over short term, you may see negative rates of return. The 60-40 portfolio is considered the standard balance portfolio. It's sort of what everything is measured against. What does the income look like on that portfolio if you were 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds, what could you take out every year on average? Over time, you should be able to take out about 111534 So that's almost an, an additional $50,000 a year over what you could take out in the 50% cash, 50% bond portfolio. Yep. That's a huge number. That's a huge difference. Now we're going to go to a more diversified balance portfolio. This one, we're going to put seven different asset classes. We're going to have some cash. We're going to have some bonds. We're going to have some U.S. companies. We're going to have some U.S. small companies. We're going to have some international companies. We're going to have some real estate. We're putting about 14.4% in in seven different asset classes. What happens to our return? Does it go up or down? So return, funnily enough, it moves uh, slightly down, almost the same, 9.14 rather than 9.19. But the one thing that happens is the volatility gets reduced. So again, when we talk about the volatility, we were at 11.73, drops to about 10.79. The one thing to remember on this, though, is I'll put a caveat around this. The U.S. has done extraordinarily well in the last few decades, way beyond anyone's belief. And some people have said, you know, it's 
it, it might not be something that can be sustained because the price to earn ratios on the US markets are way higher than anywhere else in the world. So th this number looks pretty good with comparing the US to, to the worldwide portfolio. But if you weren't concentrating just on the US and you picked another country, it would look nothing like this. Although when we're looking at the seven asset class portfolio, we are diversifying away from the US. So we're getting into the real estate, we're getting into the international markets, we're, we're doing all of those things that we typically do for our client. I agree that the last 20 years has been really good for the, for the US market. When you look at the 50 year return, there's not much of a difference between Canada, US, international. The US might get an extra half to 1% a year but it's not a dramatic difference. And essentially that's what you see when you see the returns. You know, the returns are basically the same on the portfolio and with a little bit less volatility. So why not have the whole world in your portfolio? So the withdrawal on that one was 104,700. Not quite as good as on the 60-40 portfolio, but the amount that it fluctuates is about 10% less. Let's go to the last portfolio, the all equity portfolio. It's, again, 100% in stocks. It's going to fluctuate dramatically over time. In terms of returns, you go up above 10%, so you're averaging 10.3%. And if, and if investors think that number's too high, if you look at the U.S. market for the last 96 years, the average return is 10.2%. So these numbers aren't, you know, shooting for the moon by, by any standard. Yeah, these aren't anticipation of the future. This is talking about the past. Like, we have no idea what it's going to produce in the future. And we always go back to that. This is just telling you facts. The, these aren't things to argue about. This is just when you look at the numbers, that's what they are. This is the evidence. What they'll do for the next 10 years, we have no clue. But this is just the past and what's gone on. So this one on the volatility meter, we were before at 10 or 11. This one jumps up to 17. You're going you're gonna to have negative returns once every four years. And you've got to be able to live with that. But if you can live with that, your return, your withdrawal now jumps up to $140,000. So remember when we started with that all cash portfolio and you were getting $51,000, you're now up to $140,000. And I guess what's more important than the actual return numbers is the relative return compared to each other. Right. So, you know, we look at the last, it might be 10%, the future might be 7%, it might be 6% on whatever it is, though, this relative order of how portfolios work over time usually stays in the same order. So, uh, whatever the returns will be, when you want the higher end of the returns, the more equities you have in your portfolio over a longer time period are going to help out. So, even if cash returns for the next 20 years are 1%, we know that stocks are probably going to be 6% higher than that. Yeah. And even if even the cash returns is 6 or 7% going forward, we're going to see the same relative performance from the stock market. I often get questions from clients, you know, Rob, you seem to be a big believer in, in equities and you, you're always pushing us to have more equities and in the portfolio, more growth. This is the evidence of why we're big believers in it. And each of the advisors on our team, personally, their own investments are 100% growth orientated because we understand the math behind it. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. If you're looking for a financial advisor, visit our website at tmfg.ca 
or call us at 905-771-5200. This episode has been brought to you by the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. You've been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.